Do you like conspiracy theories? Yes, they're putting chemtrails <laughs> in the waters and turning our frogs gay. Are you a are you a dedicated Joe Rogan podcast listener? <laughs> and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and tonight I am just joined by our czar of source material, John. That's my secret, Alex. I'm always reading manga. Oh. What are you reading right now? I'm reading solo leveling. Oh, Jesus. This one's gotten... So, uh, Korean manhwa has gotten... First of all, it's not manga, it's manhwa. Manhwa! You gotta say it right. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. My bad, man. But uh, it has been getting really popular. Uh, I remember Korean picking, everything has been getting popular over the last five or six years. Well, I meant, like, solo leveling got really popular. I remember I picked it up uh, originally because my, my younger brother and I, we trade, like, um, just novels to read web novels like korean mm-hmm. chinese doesn't matter we read all the web novels and i remember i believe he was the one who showed this to me or i showed it i don't remember actually it's been a while but uh solo mm-hmm. leveling in the very beginning it wasn't very popular but the manhwa that came out looks so fucking good that it's become super fucking popular <laughs> Which is great. Right. Like, I, I hope it gets an anime. Like, it's really action-heavy, and it's pretty cool like that. Um, story-wise, it's really good until the ending. The ending, I feel cheated out of because it's kind of like, it's obvious the uh, author rushed it. So, there's that. But, I mean, you could say uh, that about a lot of fucking uh, manga and shows right now. One of which that I will not name for uh, spoiler's <laughs> sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So tonight, you and I have gotten together, and I wanted to talk about a, I, I guess, a topic that um, maybe will help some of our listeners, especially maybe some of our listeners who are newer to the medium of anime, manga, light novels, and the like, um, discover some stuff from the past that may be considered hidden gems, things that are either uh, underrated or underappreciated, or maybe both. Um, and that's, I, I wanted to bring that forward tonight so that people can maybe find some new anime to watch. Think of this as a recommendation. So we're, we're, we're not going to get into super heavy spoilers. Um, there may be some light spoilers from the very beginning of some of the things that we're going to be talking about, but we're really not going to get too heavy into spoilers because we are kind of using this as a, as a way to tell you guys, Hey, we saw this or read it and we like it, but we don't think it ever really got as popular or it doesn't get the appreciation that it has ever really deserved. So maybe go watch it and decide for yourself. Yeah. Like we were, um, <laughs> we had to come up with more shows and slash, um, manga to put on this list because we were originally supposed to be three of us and we were going to have three each. But yeah, so we, we fucking Googled, um, someone's sick. <laughs> is he, is he, is that why he's not here? He said that he was, he's actually been fighting like a head cold for the last couple of days. So oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I just assumed he was like, oh, it's getting kind of late. No, he's, he's been fighting a head. Natai's been fighting a head cold for like the last two or three days. So. Oh shit. Now I feel bad for making fun of him in my head, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. He was never going to hear it, but I feel bad for thinking bad about him. Oh, man. Because I was like, huh, he's canceled the last two recordings. What a dickhead. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so we had to fill the gap by, and we were like, fuck, we don't have anything to put on here. Let's Google it. Well, to be fair, you stole, like, I think two of Natai's things. Uh, I stole one of Natai's things. Oh, excuse me. I agreed with him. I was going to actually, because, all right, full disclosure, I didn't open up this topic list until, like, literally before we had to record, so I didn't Classic my... John. <laughs> Classic John, unprepared. Uh, I literally filled it out five seconds before we were supposed to start. So I wanted to talk about Kekai Sensen anyway, because it is a really good uh, show. 
Well, since you've mentioned it, do you want to go ahead and start? <laughs> no, no. I need to finish the story about how – so we Googled it, right? And we went on Screen Rant and Ranker, and we're just like – the, a lot of these animes are not underappreciated or underrated. They're just fucking old. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. That was a lot of them. A lot of them were just, like, shows from, like, the late 90s or early 2000s where it's like, these are pretty big in the day, and the people that have watched them kind of like them, so... Is it really either underrated or underappreciated? And and that's a distinction I wanted to make. That's why I chose both of these. Like, so for underrated, I'm saying that a lot of people have watched them, and maybe the general consensus is that they're not as good as we personally think that they are. And then for underappreciated, it's anime or manga or light novels that, um, for whatever reason, and there could be many different reasons, um, when they originally came out and still today are they they weren't watched or read by a lot of people. And that's yeah. a distinction I made. So I'm waiting for the day where people are going to be like top 50 underrated, underappreciated anime. And I'm going to fucking see Death Note on there because you eventually you're going to see Attack on Titan is what you're going to see. You're going to see. Oh, God, hope not. I hope not to ever see that on any list other than we're not getting into this. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> <The> biggest anime <laughs> disappointments. Listen, some people like the ending, and I, I'm i not friends with those people anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> You heard it first here, Natai. <laughs> listen, I didn't spoil nothing. Natai doesn't even listen to our fucking podcast. Get out of here. No, because he's on it. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> not going to lie. I'm the same way. <laughs> Who listens? You to have it? to listen to it, though, because you edited. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like go out of my way to listen to an episode of the podcast. I did one time, actually, and it was extremely uh, entertaining doing that while i was working mm. i was showing someone like uh, our podcast at like work and we just threw it on while i was working they actually enjoyed it so um shout out to that person <laughs> you will remain unnamed <laughs> <laughs> person who works at my work with me <laughs> so <laughs> blink twice if you're being held hostage <laughs> listen i didn't force them to listen to the podcast they just wanted to listen to it so i threw on an episode and it was to me it was entertaining but anyway yeah so so since you brought up kekai sensen and it is on your list do you want to go first and talk about it why people should watch it? may as well all right so kekai sensen um blood battlefront blockade as the english title is translated which is weird i know but kekai sensen literally translates to like bloodline battle so Hmm. i don't know they just it made uh, alliteration. It sounds cooler as blood battlefront blockade. I guess I don't know. It's still it's a fucking mouthful, man. <laughs> like it is. Either way, it's a fucking mouthful. Kekai Sensen or blood blockade. No, Kekai Sensen is literally four syllables. That's easy. Kekai Sensen. <laughs> Two of them okay, are repeating you, syllables. You good, make good point. But uh, yeah, it's it's not a when you say Kekai Sensen, it doesn't sound like something you'd remember. Like um. Uh, attack on titan it's like well that sounds weird but attack on titan like that sounds like bad english or uh what, what the fuck is it it's the japanese name for attack on titan uh shingeki no kyojin yeah see that still sounds cooler like shingeki no kyojin that sounds weird right kekai sensen sounds super like plain um you can watch this kekai sensen on funimation crunchyroll and verve we're not sponsored by either of these companies no, but we did actually take the time to go and find out where all the things that we're going to talk about are. You can either watch, stream them. Well, actually, we really only did streaming. Stream and or read them online. Um, good luck with the manga. That's all I got to say that you're going to talk about later. Good luck with manga and web novels and light novels and stuff. Like, <laughs> Legally speaking, um, you're going to have to buy these, which is unfortunate. But did you know your local life, if you live in the U.S., disclaimer, you could actually rent out manga and light novels if they have it at your local library. Did you also know that local libraries will take uh, recommendations for things they should have on their shelves? All you have to do is ask. This has been a PSA from the Anime Club After Dark cast for the support of our libraries and post offices. Uh, Seriously, like people don't realize that libraries are still around and they offer a lot of different services. Yeah, it's not just weirdos who go there to jack off to porn. (laughs) I mean, you might see that too. Oh, that's so uniquely American. Oh my God. No one's going to understand this. 
We need to do an American episode, I swear. I feel like more people will understand this than you realize. Weirdos who go to the library to jack off? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't mean, know. we are talking to anime fans here. So. Oh, yeah. No, they're the weirdos jacking off. The weirdness oh, factor is there. Oh. Anyway, Kekai Sensen. <laughs> yeah, what do I like about Kekai Sensen? Um, I like, for whatever reason, I like anime that's anime originals. Like uh, Code Geass, Death Parade, Kekai too. Sensen. Because you get a complete story. You don't have to worry about a partial adaptation. Yeah, and that might be why I enjoy anime originals so much compared mm-hmm. to, like, animes based off of stuff. Because that's not to say that there aren't any good animes that are based on things. Like, Slime Tensei is, has done a phenomenal job adapting the uh, light novel. Mishoku Tensei. <laughs> I have some I know you have issues with it, but overall it's a pretty good adaptation so far. Yeah, at least it's getting Mushoko Tensei uh, popular, so that's great. Yes. But uh, Kekai Sensen is <laughs> – how do I describe Kekai Sensen? It's episodic, which is something that I really like about it. Mm. Like the story – Which is kind of rare in anime these days. Yeah, because, I mean, episodic usually means – they do episodic shows for anime originals because they don't want to make an overarching storyline because that's kind of difficult to do. <laughs> Especially if you don't have a guideline of like, well, this is the general flow of the series. Hmm. So it kind of makes sense for them to make it episodic because it's like, all right, this week we're going to have them do this. Next week we're going to have them do that. And there is a culmination, like stuff that happens in it. Uh, it's not like um, Family Guy or other American episodic shows where their consequences don't actually have actions. Um, it does have actions and an impact on the world. But overall, I'd say Kekai Sensen is just, it's episodic. It's you just, every episode is different. It has a different moral. And I've been told that there, it's done in such a way where you can kind of come in anywhere in the series and get a general feel for what's going on. But it still just encourages you to go watch it from the beginning anyway. All right. So the biggest reason I like Kekai Sensen is the soundtrack. <laughs> I I feel like for all the anime you're going to talk about, you're going to say, but the soundtrack, though. Okay. Quite literally, it's only going to be Kekai Sensen that I talk about the soundtrack. So, Kekai Sensen's OST is fucking god tier. My god. Like, I should have done research. I should have pulled out, like, who did the soundtrack. But I love the soundtrack so much. Freaking uh, On My Own by Aishinomiya. I believe that's the singer. She is phenomenal. It's like it's jazzy. It it feels like you're in one of those like um lounges like that has like one of those fifty singers. You know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call these. Like, like lounge music. <laughs> I guess it's with the, the Prohibition era. They had those secret lounges where they'd like speakeasies. Thank you, speakeasies. Fuck. So yeah, it's got like a speakeasy type of vibe to the uh on my own song and i love it right and Mm. every episode of kekai sensen is different and i would argue some are better than others some of them are super fucking emotional some of them are super fucking funny and random and that's what makes kekai sensen so great because it's kind of like you follow the main guy um i wish i fucking looked up his name but there's a main character guy and you kind of just follow him and his travels and what he does every day on a daily basis. He's kind of like an odd jobs type of dude. And it's it's so entertaining watching him going around and interacting with the world and just having that backdrop of music is just like chef's kiss, man. Like it's icing <laughs> on the cake. I, I fucking it is and no one fucking talks about Kekai Sensen. And I'm like, why? It's got by everything. the way for reference the uh, the person who was in charge of the music for Kekai Sensen is uh, Taisei Iwasaki. Yeah, Taisei, fucking, <laughs> fucking clap, man! Like, <laughs> I don't know what else you did, but fucking Kekai Sensen, you killed it, bro. He has only ever worked, at least in the anime sphere, he has only ever worked on two other animes uh, OSTs. Uh, the other one, uh, one of the other ones was Dragon Pilot, which came out uh, in twenty eighteen. And the other one is uh, is Bell, which is Mamoru Hosoda's newest movie. Yeah, don't know any of those. However, Kekai Sensen, people should go and watch it. It is so 
underrated and underappreciated. Like, I remember when it first came out, people were like, oh, it's kind of weird. It's episodic. And that was it. Like, no one talked about how good the fucking music was. No one talked about how good the action sequences in it are. And no one talked about how great the fucking storylines are. Like, if you like Bakano, you'll fucking love Kekai Sensen. That's 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 actually a, a interesting comparison. It definitely makes me... This is a, an anime that Natai has repeatedly, like shoved down my throat like you gotta watch this you gotta watch this you gotta watch it's this. great like, Dude, <laughs> like, i will eventually <laughs> like so i didn't want to watch it because uh natai was like it's so good and then i watched it and then i was like okay motherfucker was right it is great i love <laughs> kekai sensen god damn it <laughs> fooled by natai again into because thinking anime is good. the only people who talk about kekai sensen are people like natai and now me who are like dude it's so fucking good you need to watch it and you know how you get like oh someone's referring you or uh, someone's recommending you a super obscure anime and they say oh it's so good you're like oh whatever you're just you're just saying that because it's obscure no bro kekai sensen is actually (laughs) fucking phenomenal like everyone needs to watch it and i i hope it gets a second coming and people realize how good of a show it was like it's got everything that you would want in it like you'll laugh you'll cry You'll uh, be on the edge of your seat, and just overall, you'll have a great fucking time. Like, to me, Kekai Sensen's mm. a 9 out of 10 anime, man. And, you know, you brought up Bakano. That's something that I think back in the day, we might have agreed what could have belonged on this list. But I think it has had its second coming, and a lot of people now realize how good that Bakano was. I, <laughs> didn't we, we did a spoiler cast on Bakano, didn't we? We didn't do a spoiler cast. It was something that you watched last year for our um, Secret Senpai thing. Oh, yeah, you Secret Senpai. You actually watched it and rated yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and you you really liked it. I liked it other than some glaring plot hole problems, but overall, I wouldn't say it was a bad time. Yes. Mm. Fuck you people and your recommendations of, oh, this anime is so good. Fuck off. I, I think that's, that's an anime who, you know, up until maybe – three to four years ago i would have put on this list but i don't think i can anymore because it has like you said had its second coming and people have realized wow this was really good i definitely think it's still underappreciated though bacchano yeah oh for sure for sure because it's it's not it's never put in like anyone's top 20 or top 30 list but it's easily in my top 10 but when you go to like uh 10 anime you need to watch to be culture type of list type of deal you know like (laughs) You, you know what I'm talking about. Fucking anime man, Joey. You, you, fuck you, Joey. Get out. Anyway, I love Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because you'll find a bunch of these animes that we're going to be t- – or a bunch of these uh, shows, ma- anime, manga, creative titles. These things we're going to be talking about. <laughs> yeah, you'll find that they are on lists for, like, obscure stuff that people think is obscure. And it's like, yeah. And – a lot of them are unfortunately like you gotta these are cultural cultured watching lists and fuck off mm. <laughs> i mean it's kind of true though <laughs> like <laughs> that maybe um do you want to keep going with your list or should i go into some of mine no we can we can swap i don't want to speak for 45 minutes straight Okay. Uh, well, the first one I want to talk about is an anime that uh, – when did it actually come out? I don't remember. Um, Didn't it have – I want to say 2009. So I do know um, – you, Alex, what anime are you going to talk about? Birdie the Mighty Decode. Birdie the Mighty Decode. <laughs> so didn't this get uh, a new manga, like, uh, published or something? I, I see it everywhere. Okay, yeah, so I, I am talking about uh, Birdie of the Mighty Decode is specifically the anime I want to talk about. So it's based on a manga that originally ran in the 80s, uh, from 85 to 88. Oh my um, god, that is ancient. Okay. Yes, and the there was a previous anime adaptation simply just called Birdie of the Mighty, which was an OVA series. I think it had four episodes. Each one was 40 minutes long. Um in the in ninety six, uh, from ninety six to ninety seven, those ran, um, and then there was a continuation, like essentially a reboot of the manga series that ran from two thousand two to two thousand and eight, um, and then after that um, manga series finished, the anime series called Birdie the Mighty Decode, which is what I'm talking about, ran from two thousand eight to two thousand nine, and from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, there was a sequel manga that uh, was being published called Birdie the Mighty Evolution. 
Okay. Um, but yes, to answer your question, there was recently a um, new sequel manga for Birdie the Mighty. But I wanted to talk about specifically Birdie the Mighty Decode. Um, I will say, if I, I don't know where you can even find the OVAs online uh, anymore. Uh, they're not that good, to be perfectly honest. Uh, the animation <laughs> is questionable, to say the least. Um, but anyway, um, why you should watch Birdie the Mighty. Um, I think that... so. A big part of the plot of Birdie the Mighty involves body swapping. So, kind of to back up a little bit, the the story revolves around the main character, whose name is Birdie Sifon Altira, who is essentially a space cop. Um, and it's essentially space CSI. She's someone who goes around uh, to different planets and tries to catch interplanetary criminals. And once uh, there's a criminal that she is tra- uh, tracking on earth and in the process of trying to track him down she accidentally kills a japanese high school boy named uh Tsutomu. and because they're so like the the species that she comes from is really like advanced technology wise she is actually able to save this person's consciousness if not his body by keeping his consciousness inside of hers so it's two p pe- two conscious consciousnesses that's, that's difficult to say, uh, occupying essentially the same body. Something else that she can do is she can essentially shapeshift. So it becomes this body swapping thing, and the species that she's a part of is building a new body for this uh, kid that she killed. And so the crux of the story is her trying to kind of do her job, track down criminals, interplanetary criminals on Earth, and allow this boy that she accidentally killed to keep living his life. That's sort of the uh, crux of the plot and how it evolves over time. Um, the one thing I really appreciate about Birdie and the Mighty Decode is there were, and even even from the manga they were adapting, they there were a lot of opportunities to delve into etchy territory, considering that it involves body swapping between both male, um, and almost every single time. They resist the urge to do it, even though I know the temptation had to be there. And like, and this was at a time like, like I said, it was it came out in two thousand eight when there were a lot of of anime out there that just were very etchy for the sake of just being etchy. And I wouldn't have blamed them at the time for doing it. So I have a great deal of respect for them, like not leaning on that to draw in viewers. Yeah, like, I remember watching Birdie and the Mighty Decode and being like, oh, it's one of those Ranma one-half, like, type mm. of deals. Oh, they're going to do etchy shit, like, stupid etchy stuff. And literally the MC, uh, or I guess the MC would be Birdie, not the, yeah. the guy, the, uh, the high school kid. Yeah, so literally the high school kid, like, he has a thought about it once at the very mm. beginning, and then he kind of never talks about it ever again. Like, he, he has reservations in the beginning but he kind of just gets used to it and then they never go full-blown like oh i swapped a woman's body yeah there's never a point where like his consciousness tries to take over birdie's body and it's like feeling up her tits yeah which is fucking that's great because (laughs) i don't know if other people remember the um late 2000s but that was like the etchy renaissance for some reason. There were so many etchy shows that came out yeah. around that time. Everything everything had to be fucking etchy. Like <laughs> School Rumble. School Rumble was etchy for whatever reason. And I hated it. Even though it had a decent story. But yeah, they could have rightfully done it and gotten more sales. Mm. But I, I think <laughs> the reason why I would say it was definitely um, underrated and underappreciated was that it's so serious. It is. Like, it like, it, 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 it plays the, everything it, incredibly straight. Like, yeah, there is some comedy in this, especially with in the beginning, you know, with that whole, like, oh, my God, I'm in a girl's body. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and that's what, to me, what I found so weird about watching Birdie the Mighty Decode, how not humorous and crazy the – because it's a nonsensical situation, hmm. right? Space cop crashes into you and kills you, and you become – a consciousness in her body and you help her catch space criminals mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's nonsensical as fuck <laughs> like when you, if you tell me that synopsis i'm gonna the, my first immediate thought would be like oh yeah it's gonna be like a space dandy type of deal where episodic shit's gonna be crazy but it's not <laughs> yeah and the like so there's two seasons to Brody the mighty decode and like i would say most of especially like the first half of the first season 
revolves around both Birdie and Satomu getting used to this arrangement that they have and how awkward it is where essentially two people are occupying the same body and dividing the things that both of them have to do to maintain some semblance of normalcy in both of their lives. Um, them trying to get used to it, them trying to adjust to it. Um, but as the plot goes on, there's like this this whole what would you call it like a conspiracy that they uncover with some of the alien criminals like there's a criminal organization and they're trying to do something to yeah, earth there's a crime syndicate yeah. <laughs> um and like that it becomes serious yeah. and that's again because because of how it's established in the beginning you think it's just going to be one of those like gender swapping normal like etchy mm-hmm. shows but then it starts throwing in the plot, and you're just like, "What the actual fuck? This this is now too serious." It's also worth mentioning that another another plot thread through this that gets introduced very very early on is that Birdie's like cover on Earth as she's posing as a human is that she's a pop idol, um, and I one of the, the only the only time that an entire episode delved into comedy was one time where her body swapping wasn't working quite right, and Tsutomu got trapped in her body. As the pop idol persona that she had, which I forgot, what was her, what was the pop idol's name? Um, Shion Arita was the, uh, was the pop idol persona that she had. And so he has to go through this entire day of being a pop idol, like in a girl's body. And so he, and you hear his internal thoughts throughout all of this. And it's, it is actually really funny. It is the one episode that delves almost entirely into comedy. The rest of it's very, very serious. Yeah, and I feel like that was a comic relief episode placed there because of how, because you know how that's that's what they usually do. Like the beach episode, the comic relief episode, they usually place this before or in between like yeah, serious it was, it was things a, because it's like people kind of definitely need a, break. a breather episode because what comes both before and after it is some pretty heavy shit. Yeah, like it. It's just to me that that makes sense why they. But you mentioned something before we started talking, or before we started recording, rather, about Birdie and why it might not have been as popular as it could have been. And it might have been the era in which it kind of came out, because like we've said, there were a lot of anime at that time that had these etchy elements. And I think people back then went into these things expecting etchiness to it, and uh, Birdie the Mighty didn't have it. I think that maybe played against it. I, again, I definitely think because of how straight-laced it was and how it was story-driven mm-hmm. and heavy and plot-heavy, like heavy, that's why people didn't like it. Because you go from the beginning of like, oh, it looks like it's going to be your typical, oh, this is a, maybe it's a rom-com, maybe it's a etchy body swap type of deal, and then it, it doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. with it. So I'm pretty sure people dropped it because like, oh, it's just another body swap thing. I'm not really into body swap yeah. drop. you know. And then the other half of the people dropped it because – they're like, oh, this is just like, there's not enough plot. And then the rest of the fans started dropping it once the plot started coming out. And they're like, this isn't, like, funny. <laughs> what? This is serious. What What the hell? <laughs> I definitely think if you start it and you give it a shot and you go all the way to the end, it's it's a fun ride by the end. It really is. D- despite how serious it is, it's a really good ride. I definitely think it's a, I think it's okay of a story because, again, I, I don't like how, of course, you'd have to do an opening like that. Like, what boy would be okay with Birdie, uh, some alien monster lady, just taking his body over or putting his consciousness in her body and then, like, fighting? It it has a place for storytelling, but it's just, to me, I feel like it's a wrong way to start off a show. Because if you're not upfront about what your show is going to be like, like, within the first, I don't know, seven episodes, I'd say... You're going to lose a lot of fans. Yeah, you are. I will say, before we move on, because we've spent 30 minutes now talking about two different shows. Um, oh, God. I, in my research for this, one thing I did not know is apparently Zack Snyder has used Birdie the Mighty Decode as a sort of roadmap as to how he has uh, or how he wants to direct his DC Universe uh, movies. I didn't know that. That's so weird. It's weird. It's always weird to me when you have Westerners who find inspiration from mm. anime, right? Like, because <laughs> anime was inspired by the West, so it's kind of like a reverse, a 180. It's an Uno reverse card. Yeah. So, um, because we have so much... <laughs> I didn't think we would talk this much about each show. Like, I, I honestly thought we'd spend five minutes oh, on each this one, is, so that's yeah, why I said five. Have you been five. here before? <laughs> yeah, I know. We tangent for fucking ever. <laughs> um, so, I'll... 
I'll make sure I move along through mine. Uh, so my next one is Love Soul Life. This is a manga by Kaede Koichi, Koichi Kaede, and it's published by Hana Yume, Hanato Yume. Uh, it is a shoujo manga, and if you guys have ever listened to the podcast, I very rarely talk about how much I love shoujo manga, but man, I fucking love shoujo <laughs> manga. <laughs> and let me tell you, Love Soul Life was one of the first shoujo manga that I fell in love with. And it's about a um, it's about a girl. She's an orphan, and she kind of grew up in an orphanage, and she's a babysitter. And then she babysits these twins who are the fucking cutest things. Oh my god, Kaichi Koide does uh Kaichi Koide, Kaide Koichi fuck does a great job drawing these twins in cute fucking outfits. And I look forward to every fucking volume of the Tankoban because they're in different outfits. Like it, they're so cute, they're so cute, and uh, so I think the main character's name is Shiori. I want to say it's Shiori. Um, I don't actually remember, but main character girl is a babysitter, and she babysits for. Tell me why I remember the the beautiful dad's name Matsunaga-san. I, listen, that's something you got to take up with yourself, man. <laughs> listen, because <laughs> it's such a unique name. So uh, she babysits these twins for this guy named Matsunaga. It turns out he's, like, uh, their uncle. And he's actually taking care of his niece and nephew twins because their dad was in a car accident with their mom, and their mom died. So the dad kind of went off the deep end. And I'm just like, oh, such a tragic backstory. And also, these twins are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just about Shiori uh, taking care of uh, the the kids and falling in love with Matsunaga-san. That's it. Like, she's a 18-year-old, 18, 17-year-old, 18-year-old high school kid, hmm. and it's just a rom-com about that. It's not really rom-com as much as it is about taking care of the kids, and it's so fluffy. Like, Fua Fua is all you get from it, and I am so fucking surprised it has not gotten a fucking anime adaptation, because I think it's Give great. it time. If something like Give Fruits Will... Well, you know what? You know why? Because Love Soul Life isn't uh, as dramatic as other shoujo manga. And I can definitely tell that's why it's uh, underappreciated because you need – with shoujo manga, you need a balance. It can't just be all sweet, right? There needs to be some stakes. Yeah. There needs to be some drama. Like you think about like um, a prank's kiss. It's Itazura mm-hmm. kiss. Yeah, that yeah, what yeah. It was. Yeah, there's a huge drama element to that, and that's what made it super popular. And that's why it has a fucking live-action drama. Kimi ni, Kimi ni Todoke, from me to you, same thing. There's like super dramatic things in it. And, oh, my God, that's another shoujo manga I absolutely love, from me to you. Welcome to John talking Anime about is... shoujo manga for two hours. <laughs> this is this is the shoujo mm. manga episode now. I'm derailing mm. this bitch. But let me tell you about shoujo manga, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Love So Life, I, it's, it's not popular because it doesn't have very uh, much depth to it in terms of mm-hmm. drama. But if you want fucking fluffy romance and looking at those cute twins – perfect i would recommend <laughs> buying all the volumes and i i could i can tell you did a chef's kiss even though no one can see you <laughs> listen chef's kiss. <laughs> i mean i've never read it but i've heard you talk about it a couple of times and i know you love it you absolutely i know on our discord server you have you've sold that shit multiple times listen if something like gaku and babysitters got an anime i don't understand why love so life wouldn't get an anime <laughs> okay it'll be done by like a one and it'll be done in like two months and it'll look like shit. I mean, probably, but the kids look cute and that's all that really matters. Sometimes all you need is a cute kid. Hello, police. I'm talking about a manga. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess I can move on to something else that's it's a little bit heavy. Um, do you like conspiracy theories? I love conspiracy theories. Oh, I theories. guess we should mention that Love So Live, since it's, you know, it's still source material, it's a manga good luck getting it <laughs> yeah that's why i said you're uh it's published through hana yume so your best luck would be to go to a manga store and a manga bookstore i and did buy not it. mention it we were talking about birdie um as far as i can tell it is not currently available anywhere online for streaming um so you're either gonna have to find it on uh, DVD and or Blu-ray. I don't even think it was ever released on Blu-ray. That's how old it is. Listen, if we're being honest here, Birdie the Mighty Decode is probably in the uh, DVD like surplus bin 
where it's like buy five for you're, five you're probably not wrong <laughs> i'm not wrong but the next one i want to talk about so do you like conspiracy theories Yes, they're putting chemtrails in the waters and turning our frogs gay. Are you a are you a dedicated Joe Rogan podcast listener? Yes. <laughs> have I got the You've anime? Have I got the anime for you? So I want to talk about Eden of the East or Higashi no Eden, um, is its Japanese title. Um, this is an anime that came out back in um, when did the animes back in two thousand and nine. When I was but a uh, freshman in college, and that's it's essentially what it is. So uh, the basic plot of uh, Eden of the East is that it follows this. Um, actually, has really two main characters, but it follows this girl uh, named Saki who has just graduated from college, and she's on her way, or she's on a trip to the United States, where she's I guess it's a graduation trip, and she already has a job lined up when she gets back. So she's like one last hurrah before she enters the working world. And while she's in Washington, D.C., just outside the White House, she encounters a guy named Takizawa who is naked um, and has amnesia. And all he has is basically a, a very weird-looking cell phone in his hand. The cell phone has a woman's voice coming out of it who calls uh, herself Juiz. Um, and is essentially a concierge and leads Takizawa to an apartment where he finds a bunch of fake passports. They're they're all like legitimate looking passports. They all have his picture on them, but they all have different identities on them. Um, and so when uh, and one of the passports, because uh, Saki gives uh, Takizawa her coat to cover him up because he's naked. Um, Get accidentally slips her passport to him. They meet back up and they return to Japan together. Um, something else that's going on before this happens is there was a missile attack against Japan where absolutely no people were killed. Like there was property damage, but no people were killed. Um, and that becomes like a background plot to. But anyway, they they go back to Japan. They find out new missiles have hit Japan again. No casualties. Takizawa also discovers that the phone he has has 8.2 billion yen worth of money on it, and that he is part of a game where 12 individuals who are known as Selasau have been each given 10 billion yen to, quote, save Japan in some way. And that's the only direction that they're given. And so that's where the plot really kicks off at the end of the first episode, where... Um, it essentially becomes about a bunch of different intersecting conspiracies and a lot of questions like who are the Selesau? Who, um, who started this program? What does save Japan actually mean? Who's responsible for these missile attacks? Um, who is Tagizawa? <laughs> and that's where the entire plot goes. It's a bunch of interwoven conspiracy theories and it sort of takes the, 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 the form of like a, a thriller in a way and it's pretty damn good uh it, it, the amazing thing to me is the series itself is only 11 episodes long it is however rounded out by two different films uh one is called the king of eden and the other one is called paradise lost both of these movies are around uh an hour and a half each um but i would say with just 11 episodes and two 90 minute films there's a lot of story here for not a lot of runtime, and it balances it all really, really well. Yeah, so Eden of the East is one of those rare ones where, <laughs> or rather, I should say, Eden of the East is one of those that you go on to the top 10 most underrated <laughs> shows or underappreciated animes, and it's going to be there at slot number fucking one. All right, like, no joke, it, it's going to be there. A lot of people think it's actually great, but not a lot of people have seen it. It's super weird. Like, I'm. I, I don't know if you want to call it, like, a cult classic, but I remember watching it because, like, you know, like, oh, look, missiles in the sky, explosions, and the anima the animation looks great. It's, it's hand-drawn. Yeah, there's like, no CGI good. in this anywhere at all. It's all hand-drawn. But it's very – and it's, like, because it's – it comes out in a time of anime where there weren't really – a lot of dramatic story driven mm -hmm. shows. A lot of it was like, you know, your typical shonen, your ashy stuff, your harems and it's it's a weird spot where it's like this is serious drama mm -hmm. shit and it fills that void. It I, I would say it's one of the better ones that came out of the early late 20,000 like well, the late 2000s, here, late 2000s. Yeah, cuz it's technically 
2000s only refers to the 2000 to 2010, 2000 to right? 2009. <laughs> yeah, so like it's I <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I only watched it because I thought it was gonna be like military related, and I was like, oh, is this gonna be like about Japan's number one spy, super <laughs> spy Japan? But uh, no, it's. I think it's definitely underrated, and I hate to agree with these stupid ass fucking <laughs> lists that say number one most uh, underrated, underappreciated anime. Like fuck you guys. I I hate listening to people and their recommendations. Damn it. And yet here you are but doing the exact same thing. Here I am doing well because I just want to. Uh, who fucking thought of this subject? I forgot. I think it was uh, yeah. Show was the right? one who originally came tie? up with this, and we just kind of ran with it. Um, oh, something else about this that I think is very it. it varies from especially anime that were coming out at the time there's not a single child anywhere in this anime every single character is an adult they are 20 plus every single character is 20 plus years old i feel like they did that because they didn't want to spend time like on background characters and stupid side plots that revolved around children Maybe. but it was one of the very <laughs> first anime i ever remember watching where there were act there were no teenagers there were no children it was all a, it was a, a anime about adults doing adult things well, because the identity of the East is, like, again, so dramatic and serious that... There's a theme emerging with my choices. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so Hulu and Funimation. I can't believe that's still airing. Like, you can yeah, see it is. Because yeah, it's so it, it old. It is currently <laughs> airing on both Hulu and Funimation. I don't... Uh, Funimation has the movies. I don't believe Hulu does. Hulu's got some weird picks, but I have problems with Hulu's streaming services. You only get to stream in, like, 720p at best. And it's if always you want to hear more like about John's foray against Hulu, we had an episode at the beginning of this year where we talked about it. You should watch it. Yeah. That's a little self, uh, self-aggrandizing self shit right there. Yeah. All right. Yes. You got to move on. We're running out of time. Go, go, go. All right. <laughs> Rapid uh, fire. <laughs> Remonster. This is a web novel. Web novel? Light novel? This is a novel, Japanese novel, that I read online um, through Probably through, legal through means. definitely certainly legal means <laughs> through definitely cer- certainly legal means. Uh, I have zero idea where you could actually um, read this other than buying it. I do know that it is there is a translated. Uh, it, it is being officially translated. So wherever you can purchase this, please go and purchase it. Support the author. But Remonster is a novel that I definitely think gets slept on. Um, it's gotten definitely a lot more popular because of the manga. The manga came out. And it follows a guy. It, and surprise, surprise! It's about re. It's about Isekai, and it's about an OPMC. Oh, <laughs> so this guy, he gets stabbed by uh, a girl, and in this life, they have like this. People are born with superpowers, and they have like super crazy feats. And his power was that he can absorb things, like he um can absorb things, like he he can eat someone and absorb things. I guess he can absorb other powers of people in this human mm. world. Then he gets killed, and he reincarnates as a goblin. But he kept that uh, power of his, except he has to eat stuff now, and that's it. <laughs> He's a goblin who power levels and becomes, like, a major player in this fantasy world. Uh, it's written in a, like, diary-style format. So, like, he'll write in blurbs of, like, day seven, day nine, and then, like, it'll be be a recording of the uh-huh. day. So it's kind of like a log book. It's very and Frank's weird. isekai. Needless <laughs> and Frank's isekai. I don't I don't know about that. I don't like the cantations <laughs> with that, but uh, that's how they decide to deliver the medium mm. for the novel. So with that being said, how they decided to do the manga was that they would just animate like the day that is happening. Like this chapter is day whatever, and then you would just show like a normal. This is what's happening. I think it's it's written in such a way that you could definitely make a screenplay out of it, and I definitely think Remonster, I think it's gonna get. I think it actually got greenlit for an anime like recently, but I'm surprised it took so long because this is such a stereotypical like isekai trash thing that I'm like I'm surprised it hasn't been greenlit. Yeah, you think it as much as <laughs> so they're throwing cash at every isekai out there, this would have gotten an adaptation by now. Yeah, so I believe they just announced the anime. Uh, I think it's gonna be coming out in like. 2022 or 2023 okay uh don't quote me on this because i'm i'm very it's very vague in my mind because i again i underprepared <laughs> as always but uh, yeah that's the main gist of it i really like it i definitely think it's underappreciated because again it is one of the earlier like um isekai opmc type of deals so 
it's long running and it is enjoyable of a story like following what is fucking what's his name now opero the main character's name changes because they don't actually have names in the show they're actually like nameless like they'll call someone like swordswoman one kind of like how they did like it in um, blacksmith was it one. goblin slayer how everyone is just called by what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very similar to that, where uh, no one actually has names. <laughs> their names are based on their races and their uh, abilities. So uh, it's very action heavy, and the main character guy is pretty funny. Uh, this is very R eighteen. There are a lot of orgy scenes and stuff. So that might um, be why I'm... it's not gotten an anime adaptation yet, John. <laughs> Yeah, but they can exclude that. Like, it's not imperative to the plot that he does. And plus, you have anime that's literally... Po- anyway. Okay, fair. With things like Redo of Healer and... Uh... Yeah, like, if Redo of Healer got a fucking anime, I don't understand why Remonster doesn't. It doesn't have non-consensual yeah, okay. rape. Well, kind okay. of. <laughs> be careful there. Listen, it's about goblins. Make the connection. It's about okay. goblins. <laughs> Just be careful with how you phrase that. Um... All right. Well, I had never heard of it until you brought it up, so I guess it definitely fits this category. Well, it's a sleeper, man, I, and I guarantee you, when the anime comes out, people and are gonna love uh, it. Oh, oh, so you may, mark my you, words, just like I talked about Goblin Slayer. Mark my so goddamn words. So for people words. who may not have been listening to our podcast that long, back before Goblin Slayer aired, in fact, when we were at Anime Expo before the anime had even been announced, you were reading it. And and I think it was it may have been me or or someone had asked you what you were reading, and you said Goblin Slayer, and you said mark my words, by the end of this year, an anime adaptation is going to be announced, and by God, in December of that year, an anime adaptation was announced. And the funniest fucking thing was when we went to Anime Expo and we went to the Bunny Girl Cafe, uh, like uh, on Day Zero. There was a guy cosplaying Goblin yeah. Slayer, and I was like, "Yo, I was just talking about that." <laughs> But I I, I swear, so cool. you were like a fucking prophet. You said, mark my words, by the end of this year, an anime adaptation for this will be announced. And December 2nd, I think it was, of that year, they announced an anime adaptation. Well, the reason I said that was because of how fast. So it originally was a um, light novel, and then it got a mm-hmm. manga, right? Like how fast the manga got greenlit. So originally the web novel became a light novel, and then how fast that happened then you look at how fast the light novel got a manga adaptation i was like it's getting like everything released in a year so i was like by the end of this year because the manga just started coming out this year next year i think the anime is going to come out like i think they're going to green light it and it's going to be coming out and i was right you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen soon monster will get an anime listen it's just like looking at the stock markets and knowing what a bull run is and, you know, what a bear market is going to look like. Like, it's it's pretty. To the fucking moon, diamond hands. No paper-handed yeah. bitches. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I will I'll move on. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about is um, an anime called Time of Eve. Um, so Time of Eve is a very short anime series. It's, only, it's actually an ONA uh, series of six episodes it was eventually edited together into a film version um yeah like a two-hour long uh, movie 106 minutes um that's how long the movie long is movie. <laughs> uh, each episode being that it's an ona and isn't really restricted to the time constraints of a broadcast anime it varies widely in how long the runtime of each episode is i think the shortest is around 15 minutes the longest i think is around half an hour or so um but uh, Time of Eve is a story that takes place in the quote-unquote near future where um, artificial intelligences and androids have become commonplace. They're, they've kind of emerged and filled niches in multiple places in society. Um, and it's been uh, – they've been around and been part of society long enough where an entire generation has – a sort of come of age to, in a time where they don't know a time before this was normal. Um, and the story revolves around, well, well, it revolves around a couple of different things, but it starts off with the main character, um, Ryuko discovering that um, his home Android, which is essentially like a, um, a servant. Um, it's started acting independently and coming and going from his house on its own without any kind of instruction. Um, and he finds a, a log in the, 
and his android just says, are you enjoying the time of Eve? So he decides to follow the uh, robot as it leaves its house, leaves his house like in the middle of the night and leads him to a cafe called the time of Eve. Uh, this cafe has one rule and one rule only. We do not discriminate between humans and androids. Um, in a society where androids and AI have taken over a lot of the lower skilled jobs, you can imagine that there is a bit of discrimination in the society because of this. Um, but the rest of the story of Time of Eve revolves around the different patrons, uh, regular patrons of this cafe, essentially relating their life stories to uh, the main character, uh, Rikuo. Um, and you get a glimpse of what the society is like, how it's evolved, uh, how, like, you can imagine that employ- uh, em- unemployment is very high in certain sectors of society uh, because artificial intelligence and um, uh, robots ha- or androids have moved into those sectors and taken over the labor of-, of humans. So there's people there who they can't find a job because every single thing that they've ever trained for eventually gets taken over by an artificial intelligence or a robot. Boy, is the it's even more uh, appropriate now than it was when it came out. Um, and the- listen, the fear of autom the fear of automation in the industries is just like I don't know. That's always been a fear ever since we started making mm. factories. Like, what do you mean we don't need a hundred people to operate a loom anymore with the shuttlecocks? <laughs> what do you mean you're gonna have a machine weaving shit? Mm. You know, like it's it's kind of just how the advancement of time works, but. In my opinion, if there there is like with automate automation, it is scary because it will kick us out of jobs. But that's why like things like um, universal income that we get based off of the taxes of the corporations that go automation should be a thing. But anyway, I mean, this is neither here nor there. <laughs> Moving away yeah. from the political shit. Um, the thing the thing I love about Time of Eve is that it, it is one of those things where the 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 setting, the world gets fleshed out through conversations that are had between these patrons and the main character. And also there is actually an overarching plot throughout the run of these six episodes um, that these androids are beginning to become self-aware and sentient. Um, They're beginning to just ignore their programming and kind of go off on their own and, and try to improve themselves of their own accord. Um, and the androids that are in the bar start discussing, like, what does this mean? Uh, should we advocate for freedom? Like, how far should we go with this? You know, do we need to actually hide the fact that we're becoming self-aware and sentient? Man, Alex, why is every fucking show that you want to talk about so Because heavy? this is the shit I like. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, that's Time of Eve, and that's exactly why you should watch it. It's a super short watch, whether you're watching the movie adaptation or the actual ONA. Um, the, like I said, the ONA, is, the series is only six episodes long. You can get through it in a few hours. It is currently airing uh, on Crunchyroll and Verve, so you can stream it on either of those platforms. I think both platforms only have the ONA. I don't think either platform has the film. I could be mistaken about that, but... Um, yeah, I remember the film. It came out actually pretty recently, didn't it? Like the the one they stitched uh, all together. 2010. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know if you would recent. consider that a recent, <laughs> but... Uh, not, I mean, I, sometimes I forget that the, we're w- The one thing I will say, if I had to choose one or the other, I would say go with the ONA if you, if you want to, because it does have some insert songs that are really good that were edited out of the movie for some reason. But yeah, it's something that very few people I ever talked to about it have ever heard of, and I g- definitely give it a try. It's something that doesn't take a whole lot of your time to give a shot. See, I've definitely never... I've heard of um, Time of Eve. I've never mm. watched it, because I don't really care for... <laughs> it's too heavy, man. I'm in an anime that's like, oh, I don't have to think. Oh, they fight cross swords. Ching, ching, <laughs> whoa! Shiny! I'm, I'm a basic-ass bitch, all right? All right. Um, because of the time constraints, I'm gonna speed through both of my okay. last two, because one of them I want to talk more about the other. Uh, I have down here Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon was an anime that aired sometime in the mid 2000s, uh, actually late 2010s. Uh, right? I'll look it up. Hold on. I want to say late. All right, Jamie. <laughs> anyway, no, we we quote Dro- Rogan too much on this Jamie, podcast, man. Look that up. So, uh, Gidno Saiji. Uh, it's about a guy who fails city life and can't study for shit so he moves out to the boonies and like it's kind of a culture shock fish out of water type of deal then it was a coming of age and it's actually a really good story about like 
learning to accept sometimes like don't don't rate yourself off Came out of in 2013 like, uh, other people way. 2013 there we go because i was like it's not that old but it's kind of old now um the anime itself is actually really funny and i, I really love the opening song and i just think it's a it's super underappreciated like it's got good values in it and i really liked the ending to the mm-hmm. manga and that's it like it's not currently airing anywhere so good luck finding this uh i do know that the manga was translated and it is finished um translating so you might be able to pick it up at your local library or your local uh anime bookstores yeah for sure all right so the one i actually want to talk about was (laughs) death parade so death parade was a anime original that aired and jamie looked that up okay all right (laughs) give me just a second I think it was like 2016 or 2015. I'm pretty sure it's 2016. 2015. 2015. That was the year our podcast started. I knew it was mid. Yeah, because it was pretty. I remember it was when we started. Uh, Yeah, winter 2015, which is when we started our podcast. Yeah, it was airing while we were first starting. Yeah, when I wasn't on the podcast yet. (laughs) So Death Parade uh, is on Funimation and Hulu if you want to stream it. And I really like it. It's episodic. But it does have an overarching main storyline, and uh, I really like the opening song in the opening credits. Like it's they're all dancing, and it's it's weird to like just just if anything, look up Death Parade opening, and then you'll be like, what the fuck? And then just watch it. Like it it's got <laughs> if you like story heavy stuff, Alex, you might like Death Parade I, probably. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if you. I haven't, you haven't seen, seen it. it, and this is another the one that Natai always tells me, dude. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Yeah, no. Like, if you like story-driven heavy shit, you should watch Death Braid. This is something uh, that I. This is something. But when we first started the podcast, this is something that in the winter uh, season of 2015 was something I did sleep on. So. Yeah. So Death Braid, other than the banger OP, um, it's about it's about purgatory. So basically, you're going to be set up every episode. Oh God, you're this is about Madhouse. Remember characters. when Madhouse could do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they still it's fucking all right it is beautifully animated and it looks great but the best thing about death parade is that uh it's how it's kind of episodic but it basically is you uh these two characters enter from an elevator and then they have to talk about like their lives and stuff like that and basically they get judged which one goes to hell which one goes to mm. heaven it's purgatory and it's it's very story driven and heavy. Like some of the episodes, it's it's super fucked up. Some of the episodes, you're just like, wow, what the fuck? And it's just great. In in general sense of the thing, like you've got murderers, you've got people who kill themselves, you've got characters people, for like, everyone. Yeah, they they have characters in different different walks of life from different aspects, and they have different circumstances. And then at the end, they either go to hell or they go to heaven. And they can actually both end up in a uh, hell or heaven mm. so it's not like they have to compete against each other mm-hmm. or anything like the um what's that death yeah billiards right yeah so death billiards was the uh it's the same guy from the bar in death parade it's the same setting where they're but instead of playing for uh who wins and gets to continue on with their life it's you're in purgatory and you have to basically argue like why you should be able to go to heaven and the other person shouldn't but in the general sense it's a uh, I think it, only one person can go to heaven, and I think both of you can go to hell, though. I see. This uh, this seems like something I should do for one of our um, our Discord server watch parties at some point. Oh, yeah, and it's very short. I think it's only, like, 12, 11 it episodes? 12 episodes. 12 episodes. And it is an anime original, so there's no source. And uh, the music, the OST, I would, not, I would say is not as great as Kekai mm. Sensen, but it does have a pretty good OST. Uh, it, again, it's very jazzy mm-hmm. themed. You are in a bar after all, like a speakeasy yeah. type bar. But I definitely would recommend people watch this. Like, it's just a great watch. Like, I think I rated Death Parade an eight out of ten. Not quite as good as Kekai Sensen, but it's still good. And that's mainly because Kekai Sensen's OST kicked everything <laughs> out of the water. To be honest, <laughs> like I can't lie. That's why I like Kekai Sensen so much. Kicked ass and so took good. names. <laughs> all right, and that's it. Those are my uh, recommendations for under. Or th- those are my underrated anime slash manga slash light novels. Everyone should yes. go check it out. 
because whatever I say okay. is right. Well, I'll, I will speed through. I have two left as well. I'll speed through my first one because I feel like a lot of people have heard of it, but I don't think it's appreciated by enough people. Uh, so the first and, and you know, Shinichiro Watanabe worked on Death Parade. So uh, to, to segue off of that, I want to talk about Space Dandy. Yes, he is a dandy guy in space. And I know a lot of you out there may be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, Space Dandy isn't underappreciated. A lot of people like it. It's not underrated. Everyone who like, who watched it liked it. Okay, yeah, but I don't see enough fucking people out there talking about how great Space Dandy is. Space Dandy is a god-tier <laughs> anime comedy, and I want you all to fucking no. acknowledge it. Oh my god. No, all right, here's the thing. So, I definitely think it's underappreciated, but, or uh, underrated, as you would say, not underappreciated, because it does have a dub on Adult Swim Toonami, whatever, which one, it's on, It's out in the West, yeah. for fuck's sake. Like, it's not that unpopular. If it doesn't have a fucking dub, and it doesn't air here on our uh, anime network TV shows in the U.S., it, it can't be under... Um, it can't be underappreciated. Yeah, it can't be underappreciated. I definitely think it's underrated, for sure. Like, not a lot of people watch it and be like, oh, yeah, that's a great fucking show. Like, no one understands how great... Because, again, it's it episodic, is. right? But it does kind of have an overarching story. And overall, it's just a great fucking time. It's got wacky characters. And the only reason we probably like it so much is because it's not anime. <laughs> Space Dandy is, like, anime, but it's, it's not anime. It's Western. Um... As as many things yeah. done by Shinichiro Watanabe are, I mean, just look at Cowboy Bebop or um, what was the music one that he did recently? Carol and Tuesday. Just, I mean, just look at how westernly inspired these are, and, and Space Dandy is no different. But I fucking love Space Dandy, and I don't see enough people talking about it, and that's why I wanted to talk about it here. It has everything. Like, if, if you're a fan of anime comedies, uh, and you haven't seen Space Dandy, fucking do it. I guarantee you it will become one of your favorites. Like, it is a god-tier uh, anime comedy up there with the likes of Konosuba. And none of you, and no one talks about it, you motherfuckers. Because <laughs> I feel like it's not under or whatever. No, we're we're gonna move on. I also we're, I, 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 I time, also Alex. love how on the website, the official website for Space Dandy, it still says C- season three TBD. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, I, I would love it, honest. and it would probably be fucking great. But no. So the last thing I want to talk about and and give. Oh, by the way, um, uh, Space Dandy is actually um streaming on Funimation and Hulu. However, Hulu only has season one for some reason. Um, but the last one I want to talk about is an anime that came out in, back in 2016, which both myself and Show talked about on this podcast at length back then. Um, but it is an anime called 91 Days. So if you're a fan of um like mob movies like The Godfather or you know like maybe The Sopranos, um definitely give 91 days a shot it's definitely done in those kind of veins it's a story that takes place in the united states in a fictional city called lawless in illinois during prohibition in 1932 uh it revolves around a character who as a young boy his family gets murdered by uh in the middle of a mafia dispute and when he grows up he actually joins that same mafia family who ended up killing his parents and he rises to the ranks to try and kill the mob boss and that is the what the entire show is about. It it, it delves into um, like the nature of revenge and if it's even worth going for revenge when it, you think it's gonna feel good and how ultimately self defeating it is, uh, how it turns you into an absolute monster because you start to obsess over it. Um, there's a lot of psychological shit that it delves into um, with the nature of of revenge and it's all done in the backdrop of like 1930s prohibition and like mob gangster life and it it looks the part so well like just like the art and animation just it sells that whole prohibition era so fucking well i could talk about 91 days forever and the funny thing is so the actual plot of the story as the title suggests takes place over 91 days and the airtime of the show itself was exactly 91 days i don't know if they did that on purpose i hope they did but yeah the more you tell me because i remember you guys always talking about 91 days and (laughs) didn't you guys do a spoiler cast on it if we did we might have i don't remember i'd have to go back and look but i don't think we ever did i know that show and i talked about it multiple times across multiple episodes of our podcast back then but that was when the podcast was still relatively new so 
Yeah, I I definitely do remember um, you guys talking about this a yeah. lot, and I still remain uninvested and uninterested. Wow. wow. <laughs> Listen, it just doesn't sound like it's up my alley, all right? Like, it's not super action-packed, and it's heavy on, like, drama and, like, psychological torture. Not really torture, but psychological problems. I just... Uh, not my cup well, of tea. For people out there who do like the mob and gangster stuff, like I mentioned, you know, The Godfather, uh, The Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, things like that, definitely give this a shot, especially if you never have. It is, I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. And the ending, I, I, in my opinion, it 100% sticks the ending. All right. And it is an anime original as well. Uh, I don't know. That may be worth pointing out. Um, and you can watch it on Crunchyroll, Verve, and surprisingly, HBO Max. That's so weird. HBO Max is so weird. It has so many weird shows on it. It's like, yeah, they, 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 the stuff they license seems so random. I wonder if that's actually on purpose. but Maybe. But yeah, HBO, I mean, HBO also has The Sopranos, so it kind of goes with that too. That's pretty much that's the five that all of a, that you and I wanted to talk about. So um, I think it's it's safe to say that for any of these out there that you have heard, you and I both recommend all the stuff we talked about wholeheartedly. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to watch any of these, definitely give it a shot uh, legally if you can. <laughs> um also worth pointing out so all the stuff we mentioned about where stuff is it's as of the time of this recording obviously that could change we're recording it in november of 2021 so if you're listening to this you know months or years after the fact obviously some stuff could have changed and this is north america we're talking about so obviously your mileage may vary with some of this but uh yeah got anything to say before i wrap this up john fucking ended i'm hungry (laughs) I am too. <laughs> so thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really, really help us out. Uh, with that, I've been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, John. Good night, John. Hey, John. What's up? Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Come on!